Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How are you doing, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Doing well. What have you been up to? Um, this week has been a lot of tiny little projects. You know, they add up. Yeah. Um, all of them 15, 20 minutes. But they start adding up, and so they take up most of your day. And we... Yeah, they- the honeydew list? Yeah, I mean, it's more like the the property's honeydew list. Telling oh, me, yeah. hey, I need you to do this. I need you to, you know, because winter was over for like four days, and now it's back. So, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, last two nights been sub-24 degrees. Serious? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had the same thing. Like, we were supposed to go skiing on Monday. And then Sunday night, overnight, decide, hey, it was, like, really nice during the day Sunday. Sunday night comes in with, like, blowing snow. Uh, we only got, like, maybe two inches, but 100-kilometer-hour winds, maybe 60 miles an hour if we do the conversion. And, man, the roads, like, I had to go to town, but I had to wait till later in the day because they say you drive your car long, and just that wet, heavy snow sits down there. And with that kind of wind, every car, they say, was just getting blown straight into the ditch. <laughs> like man come on and then yesterday it was like 17 celsius i don't know what that is in fahrenheit but a really nice day it's crazy it was 71 degrees fahrenheit tuesday and then uh wednesday it was well tuesday night got dipped down a little bit uh maybe into the high 30s uh thursday it was 40 and then uh, no, yeah, Wednesday night and Thursday night were sub-24 degrees Fahrenheit and burr. That's great. Yeah, we're warmer than that. We've only been around the freezing mark the last two nights. That's crazy. Right on, yeah, I'm kind of doing the similar stuff. We got a, I brought in a 40-yard dumpster, and I'm trying to make my place look a little less redneck, you could say. A little less Better podunky. than your neighbor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, uh, you, you know, it's like, it's like all this junk and you got, you got room, you're in a project, you're doing something. It's like, okay, whatever. And you just, let's just set it over there for now. And because it's not like right around your house and you know, when you come and go, you're in and out of your driveway, you don't necessarily see it. Like if it was leaning against my garage, it would drive, drive the heck out of me. Right. But cause it's against the sea can or worse on the other side of the sea can, man, it can stay there for years and years. So. Uh, we, yeah, big old 40 yard dumpster. I don't know how long it is, probably eight feet wide, but it's seven feet high. One of the big, it's the biggest one we could get here. And I intend to fill that thing up completely. And if I get rid of all the garbage and it still has room, then I need to start throwing away my good stuff just to, just to keep a balance. Cause man, you end up with so much crap after years and years. And we haven't even been here that long and it's, yeah, gotta, gotta keep it clean, you know? Yeah. I know you, uh, what do you, what do you wind up having to do once that dumpster is full? Do you pay just for the one dumpster or is it by how much the dumpster weighs at the end? Yeah. Wait. Uh, so it's a fee, like a, a rental, one-time rental fee. And then there's a pickup fee. 
uh, a daily rental, which is it's $1 a day. So obviously it doesn't, you know, it's kind of nice that way that if you want to decide to hold on for, for a month, it's not going to cost you much. Uh, it's what you pay per metric ton at the dump. So that's where it gets you. And then the, I'm not sure what it is exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I it was on the invoice. I know it was before I ordered it, but I just don't remember. Um, but I think like the one-time rental fee was like 100 and some bucks. I, I think this whole thing will end up costing us 500, 600 bucks. Like, it's not cheap. But when I did the calculation with my truck, I think I think this was equal to about 24 trips to the dump with my truck. And the dump, you know, it's not that far away. It's about 10 minutes from my place. But then that's loading my truck, going there, unloading my truck, my time, gas. The wear it's and one tear, of these things. the gas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like if you're going to do a big cleanup, do it right. Bring in a dumpster, load it up, take it away. Yes, it's going to cost you money. But you know what? In a weekend, you're done with the job. <laughs> like there's no way. If I was using my pickup truck... This would be spread over several weeks, and by the time a project turns into that, I can't do it. I'm not interested, you know? I like projects. It doesn't matter how big it is. I want to get it done as fast as possible because then it's like, boom, check it off the list, next. So so that's why we brought in the dumpster. Fill it up. I had old motorcycle engines. Like I don't even own the motorcycle. When I bought the motorbike, I ended up getting like three cases and two extra cylinders, and (laughs) they're all sitting outside the seat, and I'm like... Like, I haven't owned the motorbike that these fit for like two years. Why is this here? Why is this sitting here? Oh, just toss it. And then screen doors and windows for a a greenhouse we're going to build. And it's just, oh my goodness, like a beehive. We've had like this whole beehive sitting beside the sea can for like, well, since we pretty much since we moved here, like five, six years. And I'm like, if we haven't set this beehive up yet, we've got another one out in the field that we've used. But if I haven't set this up yet, I don't care if I bought it brand new and parked it here. I'm throwing the garbage now because it's it's done. Like, you know, I'm not going to do it in seven years. I'm probably not going to do it. So it'll be good. Get this place looking less trashy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I'm naturally packed, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, too. like a off-cut material. It's like I've got so much plywood in my shipping container. I've thrown, I've already thrown about 10 sheets away. And some of it's like, oh, it's a half sheet of this and this. And it's like, yeah, but it was two years ago that I cut that sheet in half and I haven't used it. And now I can't, I can't get to my bicycles because I got so much wood piled in there, you know? So it's like, ah, it's such a tough thing to do, but I'm not crazy about the way I've been doing, which is keep everything just in case. So we're going to try and throw everything away and see what that feels like. You can always go back. I can always keep, keep, uh, keep junk around again if I want to, you know? Yep. But. Yeah, no, so just that kind of stuff, getting ready for uh, summer projects coming on. We're going to put in a, like a proper gate. So I need to start doing some research and figuring out like what kind of operator I'm going to use. I want like a, a dual gate opening, like on a remote and stuff. Do you have a gate on your property? No. Yeah, you're down a really like uh, a remote road though, right? Like you, you don't get traffic yeah. up and down there, do you? Well, no, I'd like to have one put in, but, uh, or at least those corner pieces for a gate to keep people from using my uh, property as a turnaround because the people mm-hmm. who do it are giant rock trucks and they're tearing it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Well, my neighbor put in a really nice one, two aluminum gates. It's all solar powered. 
linear actuators like electric linear actuators and uh, it was interesting because they have the two posts right on either side of the driveway and then they they dig a trench and those two posts are actually connected they're welded together with a long post that actually goes under the driveway so they and then it's got a couple of uh, posts that go out like make a cross make an X so when they come they bring this thing it's all aluminum really nicely done powder coated they have a mini excavator and they they dig out a trench right across your driveway exactly where I want the gate to be and then basically make a T on each end of that and then they take this framework they set it down put a little sand around it and tap it all back in done and it's literally that's it they came and installed this thing and it took them I would say three hours and uh, he's been through two full winters with it now. I asked how it works. He absolutely loves it. And then I asked how much it costs. It was like $16,000. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I think I'll just build my own. <laughs> but it is nice. It's slick as a whistle, but I think I can build my own for a little bit less money than that. Uh, right now we have a rope over our driveway because I'm not joking. Like uh, rural theft around here is so high that if if your yard is open... And, and you leave, there's, I mean, two times I've had people just come into my yard, snoop around, and then leave. And that's that's two times in, like, five years? That's that's a lot. You were there for one of them, weren't you? Yeah, well, one of them was in the middle of the night, and I've got it on my uh, security camera system. They went from one vehicle to the next vehicle to the next vehicle and just checked for the doors. And I'm like, you seriously going to drive into a yard at midnight? It's like 1210, and look for loose change? Like that's what you do in the city because you could hit every every car in a block in five minutes, right? And you're not blatantly driving into somebody's private property. I have a sign out that says no trespassing. Uh, I thought it was quite brazen. I mean, if I was going to go into a farmyard, I'd at least want to walk out with a garden tractor, something of value, <laughs> not the pocket change, you know. Uh, and then another time I was coming back from town, I just dropped a bunch of packages at the mail. Uh, my wife was gone, though, where they were there shopping or something. And I was coming back, and I see this white truck in. And as I get closer, it backs out and then just peels out of there. And it drove past me, but it had a hoodie on. The guy had a hoodie and covered covered his face. And then uh, my wife was looking on some Facebook group, and I, I guess, like, there's been a lot of thefts around. And it matched the description of what other people were complaining. It was a white Chevy truck and had the Fox Racing logo, big, huge white one in the window. And they say he'll just kind of go in there, take whatever he can, whatever he can load into his truck, and he'll leave, you know. And it was about a week later, we have some friends down the road, and uh, her husband has uh, a landscaping business, and he has a picker truck for, like, you know, dropping off sod and stuff like this. Anyways, she's doing dishes, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Picker truck leaves, and uh, she's like, that's weird. He didn't come say hi. And so he called her husband and said, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm in town. He said, well, who took the picker truck? He said, nobody. They literally came in 10 o'clock in the morning, Went, found the keys, opened up the shop, and drove away. Stole a vehicle while she watched it drive out. You know, that's how brazen these guys are. So I'm like, you know what? It, uh, even a rope with a sign that says, do not trespass, this area is under video surveillance. That's a little more work than a lot of these criminals want. Because criminals aren't men of fortitude and resilience, right? They're lazy bastards, right? <laughs> like, oh, they want the quickest, dirtiest, cheapest job they can get. So I'm like, you know what, man? I always want to put a... You know, put like a silhouette of a couple guns or something, <laughs> you know, like an AR-15 or something. Don't worry, I will not call the police. <laughs> but then the cops go by and they'll get mad at you probably and you'll be a suspect. So 
yeah, I, that's what I have right now, but I'd like to keep an actual fence. You know, a big gate, cling, close it up, powered gate. So it's like, if it's closed, you're not coming in. I don't even want people to walk in. Right now, certain in-laws <laughs> just step over the gate and come in. I'm like, seriously, it says no trespassing. <laughs> I got to make it physically impossible because they're, they're, they're getting old and up there and, you know, just the gate. They couldn't climb it. It'd be a great barrier <laughs> to peace of mind. Yeah. I'm just joking, of course. I love all of my in-laws. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what's happening with me right now. Do we uh, have any topics you'd like to discuss today? Well, uh, somebody that I know vaguely listened to some of our podcasts. And then kind of shot me a message via somebody else because they don't have the uh, gumption, the intestinal fortitude to talk to me directly. And uh, one thing I'd like to say to all of the audience is I'm not playing a character. I'm not saying anything to be um, shocking or outrageous. Uh, what you hear here is just Todd. Mm-hmm. Um. If you think that I'm shocking and outrageous here, well, you'll think that if you ever meet me in person. Yeah, I can attest to that. Uh, This is a polished up, filtered version of Todd because (laughs) when we had set up at the beginning of this podcast, we want it to be as family friendly as possible, right? I mean, I want my kids to be able to listen to it because they're interested. And so, you know, uh, particularly, you know, polish the language up, omit certain words so you're you're getting the same Todd, but if you think he's trying to be shocking, it's gone the opposite way. He's trying to be more palatable. <laughs> Would you Absolutely. say it's a fair assessment? Yeah. 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 I never try to, you know, offend anybody. You know, if I offend you, that's a you issue, not a me issue. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> I mean, seriously, because you, no one has a right not to be offended. Exactly. You don't have to listen. And then people think um, that I have now. a right to say anything I want. You don't have a right, you know, for me not to speak. So bite me. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm not trying to be shocking. I'm not trying to play the part of a radio shock jock or anything. I'm just me. Yeah. Uh, I try not to drop F-bombs like I do in real life. Uh, I just think it's another word. Some people think it's not family friendly. So we meet in the middle and I try not to say it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't like cauliflowers. So don't bring it into my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's the definition though of the, uh, cancel culture <clears throat> is people feel they have a right uh, to never be offended or to never hear anything that goes against what they believe. It's like, it's my right to never be challenged. And if you challenge me, I'm going to cancel you. You know what I mean? Well, I think that um, cancel culture should be canceled. I think Greta is a danger to national security. I really do in certain respects. Um, she needs to go. Mm-hmm. And totally hypocritical. I think this too. country in Europe that just put a bronze bust of her in public, they should keep her. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, you know, I kind of talked before, it's so funny, like, you know, she drives around these Teslas, 
And right now, I'm kind of cheesed off with Elon Musk, and I wonder why he's so popular. Like, single-handedly, well, first of all, his pollution to Earth, as far as greenhouse gases, is astronomical for his little side hustle projects, right? And he doesn't get taxed on, you know, I have to pay a carbon tax. Uh, The price of fuel goes up every single day here. Yesterday, we went skiing. It was $1.18 per liter. When we came back through town, it's $1.22, and that's kind of typical. It's indicative. They say that over this next year, 2021, it's going to double the price of gasoline, and it's all a carbon tax. And yet you got Elon Musk launching these stupid rockets, polluting the crap out of everything, and he's a hero. Greta drives around in his little cars, which are phenomenally toxic to produce, and then he's trying to do these stupid satellite things, and he's littering, not only is he littering the earth that we live on, he's littering the space and, and the atmospheres around it that protect it. I just don't understand how we hail him, and everybody's like, oh, he's a, I, I, like, I was doing a little research, I didn't know that he just bought Tesla. Like, he had nothing to do with creating the Tesla. He just bought the shares in the company and took it over, you know? Yeah. He's a slimy weasel. Now he's the richest man on earth and everybody thinks he's so good for the environment and he's clearly absolutely 100% not. He has done more to harm this world, I would say, than I will, than my, my offspring will do, and than my grandchildren will ever do. No matter what we do, unless we do what he does, he, will, he has done more pollution than us and yet we're the ones bearing the, bait of it, the weight of it saying, hey, you pay your carbon taxes. Come on. Come on, people. You know? Sheeple. Sheeple, sheeple, Uh-oh. sheeple. Think for yourself. No, can't do that. How dare you? Sheeple. Uh-oh. Don't start talking about... <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta cool down. They just to, just to create the batteries for one manufacturer's um, electric car battery, just one, uh, they... Open pit mine Canada, just destroying the land to take the raw materials by brand new cargo ships that run on diesel mm-hmm. to China that had to manufacture plants and just pump all kinds of toxicity into the air and water. And one of the plants is dumping this shit right back. Oh, sorry, people, but um, <laughs> right back into the ocean, directly yeah. into the ocean. Yeah. And it's, uh, oh, God, what is it? It's an acidic form of mercury. Huh. I'm not sure. I, I had never heard of it. And I'd, it's a, it's not a new thing, but it it's newer in this quantity. It's a byproduct of... Uh, one of the raw materials being processed into what will be uh, part of the lithium battery. Hmm. And then just dumping it into the ocean. Yeah. And that's just one manufacturer, and that's Toyota for the Prius batteries. Um, they say that what Elon Musk's company is doing for the Tesla batteries is about 300 times worse. Wow. Because at least Toyota has been trying to uh, build them as responsibly as is our technology will allow. And the vehicles themselves are reasonable. Yeah. They're not supercars. Like, have you heard of his limited edition uh, SpaceX version? 
of the Tesla Model X, the SUV? No, I don't follow anything having to do with those pieces of garbage. I heard about it on another podcast, and he's released, I think it's going to be 100 of these, or maybe 50, but it's their SUV version. Hollywood Elite. Yes. Running around in them. Already super fast, but he's actually installing two electric jet turbine engines into this as well as the regular drivetrain. And there's every car is going to be made with pieces of one of the SpaceX uh, like rockets or whatever. But like, so you're really concerned about the environment and electric vehicles of the future. Great. So you need to take this many people, your family, maybe it's just you. You could have a small car, go from here to there at a reasonable speed. Obviously, we have laws that kind of dictate what a reasonable speed should be. There's no sense having a car that goes way faster than the speed limit. You know, if you're trying to be practical and environmentally responsible, no, the, he's building all these supercars that go zero to 60 and they're just incredible performers. And now he's putting <laughs> electric turbines on top of that. So it's just opulence well, upon opulence. Work, I know how, I know a little bit about, you know, jet engines. Just and I'm pretty sure every jet engine that's ever been created run on a fossil fuel. I, I think I they're just. electric one would work. What's that? I said, I, I can't imagine how an electric turbine engine would work because all the jet engines I know of run on fossil fuel. Yeah. I, I don't know if they could truly, uh, they're calling it a jet, but I don't know if you could really call it a, it's not a real turbine or jet engine. It might be like um, an axial fan booster, I guess, because it'd be uh, powered by an electric motor and create, it's, it's literally wind force, I think. Because hey, I wonder you can, if it's like the. Uh, I no, I wonder if it's like more like the, um, the go fast button in Formula One. What does that do? Where. It. Collects and saves, uh, braking force energy turned into electric energy, and. Uh, there are electric motors. Uh, in the drive line that are only available to the driver during certain times when DRS is open and hmm. uh, drag reduction system. And uh, I'm sorry, let me go back on that. Uh, DRS is when you open the wing, but the go fast button is available anytime, but only once per lap. And, for, and it's a certain amount of seconds, but you, you collect all of the energy from your braking during that lap and that's an incredible amount of force in yeah. an F1 engine, right? Yeah. Or an F1 car. And then you can, uh, they, so they harvest all this electric energy. And once per lap, you can use it. And it's about a 10 to 17 horse increase. Hmm. And that's quite a bit. It is. Anyway, so I wonder if it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. In, in in theory, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was, I, I, I found it funny. So he's got electric cars and, you know, he's very sneaky the way that he does stuff because I don't think he's ever claimed or like, I've, not that I've seen that's like, you know what, this is the way to save our planet. But he just uses people's assumption that electric cars are better than gas cars. And he's made himself a political hero. You know, he, he's a... <laughs> He's like this great guy, and, and people literally think that he's doing great things for the environment. But but the fact is completely the opposite. 
you know, yeah, it's just so you know, yeah. the inventor of the smart car did way more uh, as far as clean transportation. I mean, I hate smart cars. I don't like them. But when I look at the idea behind it, it's <laughs> as small as it can be to do the job it needs to do. Use a three-cylinder diesel because they're very efficient engines. Um, actually, they're, they're better in the environment than gasoline because most all that stuff just goes to the ground, right? It's not going up into the atmosphere. <clears throat> I don't know. I was reading this study. It was interesting. Well, uh, people talk about how cows are, you know, one of the leading causes of greenhouse gas emissions. And then when the pandemic hit, so many people stopped driving. Like the traffic really took a significant, like, downturn. Incidentally, so did greenhouse gas emissions. And they say at, during that time, p- beef production actually went up because of everybody's the food shortage and everybody's freaking out. And those all, like, you know, the kind of fallout was beef production went up. People still weren't driving because they weren't going to work. And greenhouse gases kept coming down. <laughs> and it's like, well, I guess, uh, I guess cows aren't the problem. Maybe it's your car, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're, you, you're, you have a, uh, overly populated area, say like Los Angeles in a Mm -hmm. predominantly liberal minded community with all of the, Oh, we care about the environment. We care about it. Really? Then how come your highway system is so, um, grossly unable to handle the amount of traffic you have? You got cars out there just idling. You're just, you know, you're a bunch of hypocrites that need to be left for dead in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, no. I know it's it's so crazy. You know what the thing is that people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. You know, it's so easy to blame something else. Like, you know, people go like like people say, "Oh, you know what? The the uh, we shouldn't eat beef because it's a greenhouse gas problem." Well, it's not. The greenhouse gas problem is the car you drive. So you can be a vegan. And you're still hurting the environment because you drive a car everywhere you go. You don't ride a bicycle. You drive a car. And, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to the uh, Making It podcast uh, with Jimmy DeResta and, and Bob Claggett and that Dave Prosciutto. And they're talking about, like, recycling, right? Everybody wants to recycle. And I've heard this before, too, but they mention it again. Like, when you take plastics in for recycling, at the most, only 10% of those can actually be recycled. And the rest of them are just piled up on these oceans in the island, um, like yeah. islands in the ocean. They make these plastic islands. And and people somehow think, oh, I'm going to recycle it. It's fine. But if you were to t- take the responsibility of like, <clears throat> 90, like 90% of the plastic you recycle is going into the ocean and tell people that, right? Uh, well, yeah, it, it would affect everything and, and consumerism. You know, like I, I think one of the worst oh. things for the environment is Walmart. You know, people go buy useless plastic crap that they don't need. Like you and I were talking earlier, this whole uh, temporary consumeristic mentality, this disposable everything. Like, oh, really? I can actually afford that because this and this? No. Like in the old days, you buy things that are made of good quality. I, I did to talk about this on my other podcast. You know, I bought a Filson Mackinac jacket, which is 100% wool. It's made by hand in Seattle. And the thing was like 480 bucks. And there's been people that have had those for 25 years and they're still the same. And this is the best coat I've ever worn. I've had mine for like five years now. I absolutely love it. But I can, I can wear this thing and, and right now they're kind of fashionable, 
But even when they're not, I'm going to keep wearing it because I've already got the girl, right? And I don't care about fashion. <laughs> Doesn't mean I won't be a slob, but... Uh, you know, if I'm going to chase these trends, then every year I need to buy a new ski coat and it's going to be this, it's going to be about plastic, it's going to be about this, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to go have my soy milk latte and drive my Tesla because I love the environment. Or I could drive like an 18-year-old gasoline car, small compact car, buy this jacket that's made by hand in the United States that paid a good wage to the person. And I'll probably have that when I'm 60 years old. And then I can give it to my kids and hopefully it'll be in trend then. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a mindset shift and it has so much to do with our desire for things and, and being responsible. If you want to own lots of stuff, you're going to pollute the environment more. That's a fact. You know, people aren't willing to do that. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't tell me that. Lack yeah, of responsibility. There's a way to, I know of two uh, industries we could use to recycle the other 90% of plastic particularly if it's the clear like water bottle plastic that they're mm-hmm. having problems with right now. What are uh, those? About, oh God, this was, one of them was in the early 2000s that th- this guy invented this process to take water bottles and, or milk contain, you know, any of that, um, uh, what is the, polyethylene plastic. I'm not sure which of the polys. Yeah, like the PTFE Same thing as a water bottle plastic. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Shred it into these uh, quarter inch by quarter inch pieces. And then uh, mix it with uh, this uh, polymerized binder. And instead of uh, using the... Uh, petroleum-based product in asphalt. You can use this plastic stuff with the rock. Make that your asphalt, right? Really? It, it lasts longer. It doesn't uh, crumble. It doesn't. UV doesn't affect it, and it'll because it's plastic. It'll be there when the Earth explodes in fifty million years. You know? Really? I've never heard of this. It doesn't before. biodegrade. Yeah. Well. The problem with this process is to change the infrastructure in the asphalt industry because it's processed and laid completely different than petroleum asphalt. And it's a cold process. So it doesn't stink as bad it uses, when you're doing it. Uh, yeah. It, it, it costs more in the initial switchover, and mm-hmm. then you have to do it everywhere. So mm-hmm. they think, Right. I don't know why the little town of Fussville couldn't do it as a, hey, we're going to do this because we believe in helping the environment, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, let's say it costs $10,000 per mile to lay a two-lane asphalt road. In the initial changeover for the first decade, it would probably cost you double that. Mm. But after... The, the initial infrastructure is paid for in that decade, then it would cost you a quarter. Hmm. So long-term, it'll save you money, but nobody wants to spend the money now. Yeah. And the other process is to make uh, roofing panels about the size of metal roofing panels that we have now. Yeah. That will last the life of the earth. 
but again, it costs more short term. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, it can't be anything structural. Uh, and the only reason the road would hold up is you have the rocks and the uh, polymer binding everything together. Yeah. And it's supported by the earth. Yeah. Yeah, And the you've got the, the plastic is just there as a filler. Yeah. Instead of using oil. Oh, what have you ever seen? What it looks like? Yes. Is it, cl- is it clear? Uh, like I would imagine. A, no, it it almost looks just like asphalt. It's just grayer. Huh. That's cool. And it, they, sh- if you go see it now, it's probably like heather gray because it lightens up over time. Mm-hmm. And the roofing can be any color you want, but they said if adding color again hurts the environment, is that color comes from somewhere? Yeah. Uh, and who cares what your roof looks like anyway? I, I know I don't. You know, I have a beautiful roof right now. But if it was gray, I wouldn't give a crap. Um, yeah. My wife might, but. Yeah. It wouldn't look like the postcard. Uh, no, I mean, it kind of looks like the light gray to what they call white asphalt shingles, but they aren't white. They're gray. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looks like that. Yeah. In the test, they made it a bunch of different colors just to see how they would hold up. But the guy who invented the process said, I wouldn't add color because, again, my Mm -hmm. intent in this is try to reuse some of this plastic and save the earth. Yeah. And the only, uh, and ironically, the only colorings that will bind to it are oil-based coloring. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, So that's why another reason he didn't want to use it. Yeah, which makes sense because plastic's originally oil-based. Yeah. And to... Petroleum-based, yeah. And if you have enough recycling at the same plant and the plant is big enough, you can separate the colors of the plastic and color your product accordingly, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The end. So if you, if you want a green product, you collect enough... Green, green plastic to as the coloring agent, hmm. not necessarily the, because it doesn't take a whole lot of colored plastic to color an entire batch of something. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, it's funny because when you're on the issues of environmentalism and stuff, like I said, lack of responsibility, but, I wish people would understand that every single thing they do, no matter what it is, it is going to have an impact on the environment. End of story. Like like people somehow seem to think they, they've got this falsification, this stupid idea in their mind that we could live here, we could do things, and as long as we pick and choose the right things, we'll have zero impact on this world. And And people are literally so... They've been brainwashed, uh, but I mean, people have tried to brainwash me too, and I, I at least have the the independence, the 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 open mindedness to realize that no, you know, that's not true. Every single thing you do is going to have an impact on the environment. The clothes you put on, it doesn't matter if you drive a Tesla. It doesn't matter. 
if you pay these carbon credits or whatever you do, you're having an impact on the environment. We can't exist without affecting our environment. That's a fact. You take the very first person that ever walked the earth, as soon as they planted a garland, a, gar- a garden, or, or went and killed an animal to eat something, because ultimately human beings need, or, or if they forage fruit, that was impact on the planet. And everything you do has an impact. And people literally think that, you know what, I'm just going to do all these popular things, and I'm going to vote for the right people, and I'm going to Greta's rallies. And when I do these things, I'm I'm like really having zero footprint, you know, zero carbon footprint. I'm like carbon neutral. And it's like, are you freaking that stupid beyond measure? Carbon neutral. If you've used electricity for one moment of your life, you're not carbon neutral. And <laughs> you can't ever go back. It's just, I don't understand how people have become so stupid that they can be duped with these little trendy catchphrases, carbon neutral, zero emissions, blah, 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 blah. Okay, sheeple, be carbon oh. neutral. Yay! <laughs> and, you know, you wish, I wish there's world leaders that could actually bring these intelligent conversations up. Like, you know, I know, I know the U.S., you guys are kind of going through stuff with all this all around, you know, like emissions for vehicles and stuff like this. And then Biden has his Green New Deal and all these things. And it's like, Let's just be realistic. We can't, we can't do anything like completely zero. We can't get to zero emissions. But if we just choose to say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy less 24 packs of bottled water from Walmart. I'm going to buy myself one single reusable water bottle and I'm going to fill it up from the tap. Right? That is a step in the right. To me, that's a viable option. You know what? Is that going to save the planet? No. Is that going to reverse damage? No. But that is smart to me because I've had the same plastic water bottle for about three years. I clean it very regularly. It keeps my water handy. I I can drink out of it. And who knows how many hundreds and hundreds of plastic water bottles I've, I've not needed. So they've not had to produce to meet my needs. And if, if you look at the, the impact on the individual level of just smart choices, right? Not going crazy and like, let's make this a political thing. Let's charge people taxes that do nothing, nothing whatsoever. It's not like they're building these huge air filters that are making our world cleaner. But let's just be reasonable and say, hey, you know what? Buy less stuff. Buy better quality stuff that will last you longer. But you don't need to have the latest thing every time it comes out. You know? Hold companies like Apple to the fire a little bit when when they say, okay, after this many years you're really going to notice a performance difference. Your batteries aren't going to last very long. And no, you can't put a replaceable battery in your phone. I, I mean, where are they? Where's their carbon tax? Uh, planned obsolescence in electronics. It's a fact of the matter. I do know different protocols of technology constantly change. But there, there is also a way that we could keep our devices around longer. Has to be. Has to be. There's almost nothing physically different in this phone except maybe two chips, right? And why can't they be replaceable and upgradable instead of I have to buy a whole new thing? Yeah. Because here's a clue, people. In that trade-in program, that's what they do. They continue to use the same physical object. They just upgrade what needs to be upgraded. Because, you know, my screen's perfect. My camera's perfect. Um, you know, if the 
technology protocols change, just give me those in my phone that I yep. have now. Yep. Ugh. And here's well. another thing, people. I don't want to get political, and this is going to bash both sides. So the people in power that are there for decades do not care one iota what you think. What they're trying to do is use whatever they think you'll go along with to make themselves and their brother-in-law and their friends rich. Mm-hmm. Every politician ever, irregardless of which side, almost. Not every single one. Maybe yeah. there's a rare um, good guy or good girl up there trying to fight the good fight, and they're drummed out of office immediately. Yeah. And I think there's been you good know, politicians on both sides. This, you know, you get this great guy um, that grew up in a small tenement in Calgary and, you know, becomes a local political leader and then gets to be, you know, voted in to be in charge of Calgary and he's fighting a good fight. Well, if he's fighting too much against the powers over on the other coast, then suddenly the next time uh, elections come around, you see this giant presence that you didn't see last time on the other side. And mm-hmm. they get him voted out of office um, to get that thorn out of their side. And mm-hmm. that happens everywhere all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, I do. Don't you? Yeah, I got to go uh, I'll give my, uh, show my boys what to do. They got they're off of their Easter break now, so we're gonna put them to work. They can make a couple bucks, and uh, yeah, I gotta go load some garbage, take it to the dump. Speaking of the environment, <laughs> but I fully acknowledge the fact that some of the things I do, some of the things I purchase, and that I'm now throwing in the garbage have had a very negative impact on the environment. And I'm willing to look myself and say, you know what, you didn't need to buy that stuff. You bought crap, and now you're throwing the trash. Yeah. It's gonna sit in a landfill. And you know what, I'll take that with me next time. I'm going to buy something and say, do I really want this? Or is this going to last me? Is this going to do what I need? I, I think North Americans need to realize that so much of the envir- environmental problems that, that they believe in um, are fueled by consumerism and their, their lack of contentedness with what they have. You know, every, every year is new GoPro. Every new year is this and this and this and this. You got this, the new this, new that. It's fueled by people that say, we want it. We want more. I want better. I want a nicer camera. I want better stabilization. I want this. And it's, you know, and and those same people will be like, Greta, you're such a hero. <laughs> you know, and I personally am of the mindset that I think that human beings are, we've gotten so big in our britches that we actually think we understand what this world's about. You know, people say, oh, the glaciers are melting. That's the case. So what was a glacier? It was a large body of water that froze. So then at one point in time, it wasn't actually cold there, was it? What? What are you talking about? No, no, wait. If a glacier's like a frozen river, at one point in time, that was water that then became cold and is now thawing out. So what's your theory about glaciers again? And they're like, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They, they won't even think about that, right? It's just bad that they're melting. Why? Well, because it's bad. But... It was liquid before that actually froze. It's just, it's so silly. And, and yet we somehow think that these guys that tell us glaciers are melting actually know the vastness of this planet that we live on. I think, I think, Amer- uh, I, I think human beings 
are so stupid and, and our knowledge and understanding of our planet, it's basically one generation, like it's whatever we know as a collective people right now. And we, we really think that we're so smart, we can force these things and predict and say with factual matter, like carbon dating. Oh, this is 10 billion years old. Okay, well, show me the date that was put on that as a bench benchmark specimen that we can calibrate to. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah. human beings well, every, are so if smart. People, if people did some research and were smart about it, they would see, and science knows this, but they're not going to tell you because they're science. About every 50 years, they determined that the science of 50 years ago is all bullshit, and they didn't know what yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. And it's happened, like, four times now. Really, people? You know, science is guesstimation yeah. at best. Not all science. You know, math is kind of absolute, maybe, but... Yeah, um, I think it is. carbon dating is bullshit. That's yeah. just it's a there's no um, baseline. It was exactly created from whole cloth. Yeah, you know I think like the best Scientology. Thing we could do, it was it's fake. Yeah, you know, you know the best thing we could do if we wanted to understand the planet, and this is a super super long game. Every generation simply record. Okay, you know what this was this was the weather. This is the climate patterns. These were the storms we had. These glaciers are indeed melting by this much. Just record, just record, just record. You know, at the end of 10,000 years of time, if we could keep these recordings, that group of people, the world at that point in time, might have information that they could actually be like, okay, I think we can see kind of what's happening on planet Earth here. You know, in the 70s, they were building heat generation stations because they were worried about global freezing. <laughs> that wasn't that long. It was before my time, but it wasn't that much before my time. And now we're worried about global warming and the glaciers that were melting that were at one time flowing rivers. It was water that froze. Ignorance. You know, we're so ignorant and we think we're smart. What a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful podcast we put together here, Todd. <laughs> well, hey, you know. I think it's good, though. You know, I think it's good. I think that uh, there's well, not enough people right on now, this side of the platform shooting ideas. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, somehow we seem to have lost the rest of this conversation. I'm not entirely sure what happened. Um, I thought the recording was complete, but it wasn't. So I do apologize. And in going through the edit of this podcast, I kind of figured, you know what? There's enough content here. Uh, we're going to leave the bulk of it intact. I was thinking about possibly not producing this one, but. You know, I think we covered enough ground to make it uh, make it valuable to put out there in the world. Uh, again, you know, we're just kind of thinking of ideas, and and like I was just finishing saying before the recording cut out, uh, people on the right, I think, don't vocalize enough. We hear the very loud left. You know, they are the media. They control the media. They are the Greta Thunberg, uh, and they have agendas. And uh, Todd and I both agree with that. And we're just trying to speak reason and sound mind. Free thinking, independent thinking, which often contradicts what the masses or what the media wants you to believe. Wherever you stand on this issue, you know what? Uh, positive conversation, 
civil discord is very important. So uh, I hope we can strive to that. We can kind of learn each other's viewpoints and then make up our own minds. Anyways, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I apologize that Todd isn't here to round this out with us. Again, no clue what happened. I really thought we had the full audio file, uh, but somehow we're cut short at 40-some minutes. So thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you on the next episode.